0: Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia.
1: Project Loving Myself Podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics.
0: From one chapter to the next, you know, it's not always been smooth sailing. I've had a lot, I've stumbled a lot, I've made a lot of mistakes. But each time I learn, each time I fall, I really rise back up again i've never been one to give up you know so i always say this i'm not in it for the sprint i'm here for the marathon
1: you're listening to project loving myself podcast a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love mental fortitude and self-discovery hosted by life designer and well-being coach sanaya gurnamal hi I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hello everyone, this is Sanaya with you on the Project Loving Myself podcast. So what are you doing for yourself this week? I like to focus on learning at least one new thing every week. That's my commitment to myself. So I look for webinars or information that'll help me do something even just a little bit better. It might be focusing on improving my skincare routine. It might be a way of organizing my tasks to make life a little bit easier. Like last week, I tried a really cool new thing that I uh, learned about called calendar blocking, and I think it's really helping me get things done a lot quicker while helping me uh, get a better grip on how much time everything takes me. So that's what I've been up to. How about you? What's been going on? So today we have a guest that is truly an iconic 21st century man. Style, grace, and charisma mixed together with a little bit of an edge. He has a personality that catches your attention, but behind that, there's definitely something deeper going on that I would love to explore on this episode. I want to know what makes him tick, what moves him, what inspires him, what makes Tim Yap who he is. He is usually the one interviewing others, especially celebrities, but I'm curious about how he has become so successful in all of his endeavors. What is his personal vision? He has definitely been busy from editing lifestyle stories, running a club, being a TV, radio, event host. He's also done newspaper, columnist, creative director, and that is just barely the tip of the iceberg. As an eventologist, he brings people together through events and activities. And you know, to me, that is his gift, to connect people perhaps to inspire them. A recent cover story in Tatler, Philippines called him and his partner the emblem of today's modern couple, showing us what it means to celebrate love and inclusivity in the 21st century. So I can't wait to find out a little bit more about that too. So let's get started. Welcome to the Project Loving Myself podcast, Tim.
0: Hello, Sanaya. Thank you so much for having me over. And uh, I love what you guys did uh, the whole weekend of uh, the self-love and meditation and yoga that, that, that festival that you guys did online. Congratulations on that.
1: Thank you so much. I'm glad you heard about that. So we must have been doing something good with the marketing.
0: Yeah, keep it up.
1: Thank you. So, Tim, when I look at your social media... Okay, and I scroll through a lot of the things that you write about. I find you really witty, and there's a lot of these great one-liners. So even if you're doing a post about a product, you make it really interesting with your great one-liners. They definitely put a smile on my face. Does this come out of you like a superpower, or is this something you think about and work on before you post?
0: I'd like to think that uh, the stuff that I do, it's always, uh, it's always been organic, so nothing too thought out, nothing too curated. Of course there are those grid planning uh for, for Instagram, but I, I try not think about it too much. Of course, when you look at the aesthetics of a picture, you always have to, you know, uh, strengthen some colors and you know, uh, trim a little bit of uh, of the fat that I, that I have or whatever. But more often, it's really coming from the moment, the my mood of the moment, what I am uh, seeing uh, currently, and what uh, inspires me. You know, and um, I think uh, our social medias are a representation of how we feel inside. So if we have a lot of, I think, like joy or whatever you're feeling, you sort of uh, spread it. You sort of share it with the people who are uh, following you.
1: Right. I agree because I definitely am smiling all the time when I'm seeing your posts. So that's definitely spilling over from you. Is this the way you live your life, Tim? Is it a very much like go with the flow, don't overthink, you know, be yourself? Is that who you really
0: are? You know, I am, uh, when I was uh, much younger, I was always planning my life. I was always thinking, where do I go next? Uh, what is my next, uh, what are my next goals, uh, you know, dreams, ambitions? I would write it all down. And then now the pandemic hit. And so you realize that you have to, my, one of my biggest learnings is uh, you have to live it uh, one day at a time. You know, so you have to make sure that today, Within today, you you make the most out of, out of today. And uh, that in itself is uh, it's a victory, you know. So, But also, I think when I look at my name and I trace it back to my initials, it's TY. It's thank you, right? So I realize that I'm here to be grateful. You know, the attitude is indeed gratitude. Every day, I thank God, the universe, uh, the people who, who I'm around, uh, uh, my pets. I thank them for being there with me and myself also, every day that I, I wake up uh breathing, no matter how no matter if you have a headache from the night before or anything else that you I wake up uh thankful.
1: I love that. You know, I think gratitude is one of the highest vibrations. And when we are in this energy of gratitude, life is just really smooth. But Tim, was there any kind of incident in your life that really taught you this lesson about living each day as it comes? Like, how did you go from this like planner type of person to someone who's very much a lot more fluid and flexible with your life?
0: I think... uh... When I was a kid, I remember my uh, I came home from school and uh, my mother uh, was there in front of our house and the, our house was burning. So she closed, she, uh, she put that, her hand on, on top of my eyes to cover uh, what was happening. She said, oh, we're just changing homes, you know, uh, where we're going to go somewhere else. And then so we moved to a, to a small, small place, all seven of us siblings, and we were there all together and uh, like my aunts were crying uh, to my mom and saying, "Oh, uh, you know, I, I pity you guys. Why did this thing happen?" And I looked around and I saw my siblings and my mother and our family was all there, and we were okay. And I said, "Oh, we're we're happy, and so there there's nothing uh, to be worried about." So you know, from then on, I I realized very from from when I was starting out that I knew what was important. Of course, I was uh, goal-driven and ambitious. But for me, if you have your your innermost uh, sanctum of self uh, intact and you know that you have love and you are surrounded by love, then everything will will be all right. Wow, Tim. First of all, your
1: mom sounds like an incredible person because what she did was she protected you and she reframed something that could have been like a devastating, catastrophic event for a child, and she turned it into, it's just a change. You know, we're just going to
0: move. Yes, I Amazing. think I, I've been uh, surrounded by that those kinds of people. You know, I remember the movie uh, Life is Beautiful with Benini, the Benini actor and director, right, uh, that he was uh, telling his kid that no, we're not at war, we're just playing, and all, all those things, right? right? So it's about uh, framing your mind, uh, And so even I remember uh, when I was a kid again, I remember my yaya telling me that my grandfather was just sleeping, but in fact it was his his wake, you know. So even even, uh, my my thoughts on death aren't so, I'm not afraid of it, you know. Uh, There's no fear. It's more an embracing that it is going to be a next chapter. So, you you know, I think uh, all my life I've been blessed to be uh, surrounded by people who knew how to frame things. In such a way that my mind uh, became more open, and uh, and fear was uh, shut out, and uh, it was always filled with uh, with love and good things.
1: I love that, Tim. Honestly, I think you're very lucky to be influenced by those kind of people around you, who really I think uh, made it uh, smoother, you know, a smoother path. But do you think that it prepared you well for life? Like some people might say, though I'm not a, I I wouldn't say that, but a lot of people might say that maybe it didn't teach you the reality of life or you never really had to face anything head on and maybe it didn't prepare you. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I think reality is is also relative, you know, depends on how how you see it. And I feel that my life is a series of, uh, uh, there have been, uh, you know, you fail and then you, You win and then you, you know, you, you take it from one episode to the next. You, from one chapter to the next, you know, it's not always been smooth sailing. I've had a lot. I've stumbled a lot. I've made a lot of mistakes, but each time I learn, each time I fall, I really rise back up again. I've never been one to give up, you know, so I always say this. I'm not in it for the sprint. I'm here for the marathon. Incidentally, today, is the one-year anniversary of my being in the Berlin Marathon and finishing the marathon, and that—that's something for me that I—I uh, I never thought I would uh, do. You know, it's—I've been running, you know, for fitness, but I never thought I would run a marathon until I did, and it was such an ex- an exercise in mind uh, more more than just body, but you're really disciplining and framing your mind to finish. That 42 kilometers.
1: Why did you do it, Tim? Like, what is it that got you to commit to running the marathon? Because that's no small feat.
0: Yeah, uh, Sarah Black has uh, had come back, so I just come back from New York and told me that, Tim, this experience is really would be perfect for you. You know, the all the thrills, you know, all the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual work that you will do within this race, it's something that i would truly enjoy and so i applied for the new york marathon that year but i didn't get in and i i was so heartbroken and said okay i'm not gonna run a marathon anymore until the chance for berlin came and i realized that instead of just going to the lottery i raised funds for smile train i raised funds for smile train i i got the top fundraiser award and then after that uh, so when you when I was running, it was not just for me, but for we. I was doing it for for the kids of Smile Train, for kids to, uh, with cleft palate uh, surgeries. Uh, it's very my heart because uh, I have two sisters who who had who has kids who had to undergo cleft surgery, and I have a sister, an elder sister who passed. She was a uh, a year and a half year old years old, and uh, I wasn't even born yet, uh, and so I also it to her.
1: Yeah. Amazing. I think that when we do things for more than ourselves, it just brings a lot more meaning and inspiration to actually do something like that. And it reminds me, actually, when I was in my 20s, Tim, I decided to go and jump out of an airplane. And uh, I'm not really a daredevil, risk, that much of a risk taker type of person. It's something I was really afraid of, you know, to go skydiving. But I always say that jumping out that airplane is what made me truly fearless because once I did that, there was nothing to be afraid of. So, what was the lesson for you from the marathon? What was that big win that you experienced, which I'm sure you know would have come out
0: of it? You know, it's a series of lessons while you're going through it. There was a point that I was just uh, running and saying, "Thank you, God! Thank you, God! Thank you, God! Thank you, God!" It it was like a mantra that became like was uh, like my my chant that it, sort. Of, it became meditative for me actually. Like I was flying while running. So I, I realized also that I couldn't do it on my own. It really took everything, like uh, the, the universe and, and God cons- helping me because I was under-trained uh, for it. Uh, I was it was it The Burmans were extremely busy, so I was really doing a lot of events, hostings, a lot of parties, and I couldn't have the parties that we organized also as the apparatus events. So it was so hard to train and then I got sick I got blisters it's like you know God do you not want to give this to me you know so it's all part of the experience like like you felt I felt that it wasn't going to be given to me or I you know I wasn't going to be able to achieve it and then in my mind like this is going this is going to be the first thing that I've set my mind to do that I'm not going to be able to do but through it all against all odds I pushed through, and uh, I pulled through, and uh, it happened. And I had a great high, and uh, the lesson is never to give up. Simple, as simple as never to give up. Go through the process. Enjoy it. Uh, savor right. it. It gave me so many highs and lows, low lows. And then so after the race, it gave me such a high because uh, I went through it, through it all. Do you think it's a good
1: practice Tim for people to really get out of their comfort zone and to push themselves, you know, maybe to beyond the limit or to to challenge themselves their mind about what they can or perhaps what they thought they couldn't do? Do you think it's something that's really worthwhile?
0: I think that's why I did it because I wanted to go out go outside my comfort zone. I am of course we're human and we like our creature comforts. We like things uh, being Handed to us, yeah, you know, and uh, and all these other things, all the trappings of 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 life and lifestyle. But I would always uh, go to my mentor, a mentor, uh, a friend of mine, and he would tell me, you know, Tim, I told him like, what do I do once? What does one do when the dreams that you set out for yourself when you were younger have been fulfilled? You know, Tim, you gotta dream new dreams. And you only get to dream new dreams when you put yourself outside your comfort zone. In your comfort zone, all you'll see is like, you know, oh, the cushion, oh, the the, the nice drink, the nice treatment, massage and all that. But that, that will make you relax and fine. Okay, but I think you need to really put yourself to go into the space of nothingness and embrace that so you can right. fill it up again. It's like having an, a, a new house with nothing on the walls. Then it's time for you to redecorate and uh, fill up the walls with, with memories, with artwork, with design, so you can refill yourself. So I, I always say this to my friends, you know, uh, you are not a half empty or half full glass. You are a picture. So when you are a picture, you need to refill so when you can refill, then you can, You need to overflow. So you, you need to refill, so you overflow, so you can give more water to different glasses there.
1: Wow, that is such a beautiful metaphor. It's amazing. So one thing I would say has really pushed a lot of us out of our comfort zone, Tim, is the quarantine, right? This pandemic has really, you know, forced us all to do things we never thought you know we're all uh, I think having our own experiences with it So how has it been for you? what has been your experience and what have you learned about yourself or about life since these uh, past couple of months?
0: Wow, well, you know that uh, that's a very loaded question because we're talking about like six uh, plus full months of um, yeah. of doing everything doing nothing, embracing everything, embracing nothing right. you know a uh, roller coaster you know they call it the corona coaster of, of emotions uh from sorrow to joy to to defeat to everything you know i one day i would be uh binging on k drama or well, not one day one week i'd be binging on a six k drama or you know one day I, I found myself uh you know, kneeling down in, in, in my room and uh, watching the mass uh, that the Pope uh, did in an empty, empty St. Peter's Square and, uh, and crying. And then uh, one day, uh, the beginning of the pandemic, me and uh, Javi, my husband, we went up the, our, our balconies and, uh, and started clapping and all, encouraged all our neighbors to do the same and started the Frontliners PH hashtag on Twitter and Instagram. Another day, uh, we're checking our food supplies uh, because I partnered up with uh, Bello and Cloud Eats to distribute 1,000 meals to 20 hospitals daily for the initial part of the pandemic. And then to fast forward to putting up Walk With Yap, uh, our online uh, food business, to you know to, and doing online events at the same time and hosting online events, webinars. So it's really a corona coaster. I just savor every moment of it. Every time, every day that I wake up, I get to appreciate my time with my twelve or so pets: from dogs, cats, turtle, tortoise, and now bird. It's like a little Noah's Ark here at home. And uh, <laughs> I still haven't read a, a, a good book. I still haven't written down. I still have yet to write down new goals for the next few years. You know, so. I'm in this uh, little cocooning phase that I want to be able to incubate uh, new things that I that I want to. I think it's a perfect time the these ber months before we usher in 2021 because already people are counting down to Christmas, right? So now let's count up to 2021. So you can it's a perfect time that we have this peace and quiet that we can uh, really think and go inside. And write down uh, the new, the things that we want, the goals, irregardless of pandemic, uh, irregardless of negativity. Not thinking of people that you all know you can't do that. You know, dream impossible things. If it's what you want, then go after it. You know, so now is that, that's, the, that's the time for me now.
1: So you've really been using that time well, it sounds like, and you've definitely been very, very busy. I think that what I've seen, the people who have been very busy, I think that's helped them cope with pandemic really well. You know, people who have found ways to do something about, you know, people who don't have access to food or to healthcare or so on. I think that when we are directed towards doing something for other people or even for ourselves, like sometimes it's about self-improvement or meditation or going inward or cocooning, as you said, I think these are some of the best ways to cope with uncertain times. But do you see, Tim, that there's going to be a shift or Do you see yourself going in different directions for 2021? Like, what are your thoughts about the future at this point?
0: Of course, after these uh, few months, I've already had this pandemic productivity checked, you know. But then uh, come 2021, I want to focus on uh, certain ventures that I've uh, set out, uh, which I'm about to launch. I want to, again, take things one at a time. It's something that is really exciting but I will. I have yet to. I'll, I'll still announce it next time. Okay. But uh, something's in the works. Something exciting is in the works. But of course, the aparati events is still. Uh, you know, is, is still happening. Um, we have. We also just did a bespoke travel thing for Amanpulo, and so we've been uh, going out of our way to drink GCQ. We would really spend weekends close to nature. You know, I I would. Uh, It's like my way of communing with nature to be able to sort of meditate and be in touch with myself more. I find that uh, easier to do when you're around uh, nature, water or lots of trees.
1: Right. That's why I think many of us need to get away from the city just to find that ability to connect with nature around us
0: or meditation you know so you don't even have to be physically in that uh, state right uh, but if you know how to meditate and and uh, and uh, recreate the feeling of uh, being surrounded by nature then it, you can do it anywhere
1: i agree so how long have you been uh, meditating for and tell me a little bit more about your meditation practice or your ritual
0: I started meditating with uh, Sarah Black, but uh, it's an on and off, you know, I'm like a prodigal prodigal son of meditation, you know? So like, I I sort of have it, but I don't, you know, because I need to be, uh, to do it more often. And also because before in my, uh, in our rooftop, I, I set it aside to be like a meditation area. But then when I would try to meditate, like I feel like I'm attracting like spirits or something. So like, I feel there are elements uh, near me, so I get uh, I sort of stop because I go, okay, don't go near me, guys, something like that. So I need to study it more. You know, I need to get deeper into my uh, meditation practice.
1: You know, Tim, I'm a, I'm a healer and I'm a a well-being coach. So a lot of people come to me with that kind of similar situation where they feel like they're attracting energies or like elementals, you know, things in nature. And it's definitely a cultural belief in the Philippines, right? Filipinos are very open to this idea that there are energies and things around, right? And sometimes you just need to tweak a little bit of your belief systems and work with the belief systems of boundaries and you will actually feel more safer and comfortable to do something like meditation. So I think you need to come see me for a a one-on-one session and we'll get that sorted out for you. Okay.
0: Done, done, done. Yes.
1: So um, tell me, Tim, a little bit about your philosophy or view of spirituality Religion, like what is I've heard you drop the word universe, God. So definitely, I I'm sure you have some clear ideas of what you believe in and your philosophy. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: My view on on God, the universe, is the spiritual spirituality is, it's we belong to to this universe where all of us are, like like my God is I talk is the God from within. And, uh, you know, I pray to God and I pray to the God within me, you know. So, it's like, um, how would I explain it? It's something that is... Uh You get what I'm trying to say, right?
1: I do. I do. I I think one of the most difficult things is to explain our relationship with God. I do hear from you that, you know, you believe in connecting with nature. You're very connected to animals. You know, you're obviously very aware of what's going on around you. And I think you also feel very connected to the idea of the universe. It feels like you have a very spiritual philosophy on life. That's kind of what I'm getting from you. That's why I was asking you that question. I feel like you, you feel like you're in touch with things, even though maybe you don't have a meditation practice yet, or you don't have any particular, you know, technique that you, you do, but there is the sense of oneness with the universe. Would you agree with that?
0: Yes. Yes. I like it. I like that. But it's also universe is about one word, right? So it's, I I believe that we are all connected uh, one way or another. You know everything. Every living thing is connected. So you know, uh, it's quite basic to respect all living things. To just uh, you know spread good, and good goes back. You know, so it's a, uh, it's, so it's 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 this oneness of, of the universe. Right. That, uh, that's that's what my spirituality is all about. Yeah.
1: yeah, and when you talked about you know how things come around, I mean, really, you're talking about karma, right? Like the good energy you put out comes back to you somehow. And uh, I think that's really important as well
0: and and i'm not uh you know i would go to a, a bible study and then i would uh you know sit down and discuss things with my, uh, my my friends who who are into yoga and meditation and they're living that lifestyle and you you connect with all you know so i'm not a religion snob or or like oh no this is the only way because you know all different ways have a different effect and has a different uh way to to make you better.
1: I agree. And I I love how you put that. I think that was a really open way of, of, uh, I would say, embracing everything as part of one. Now, Tim, I'm going to ask you about your personality and your stage presence, because I've seen you at events and you're very charismatic. You can really command an audience and hold the stage. Like, what would you call that? Is that confidence? Is that, you know, is that your special thing about you? What is it? that allows you to do that?
0: I so think well. when, I, when I was a kid, again, uh, I was in the theater, you know. So one road to the next, and I was doing uh, shows on stage, backstage. I was doing, uh, you know, selling uh, the shows, doing marketing, 360 degree around the theater. So that's been my comfort zone. I love being in the theater, even as an audience member. I love to appreciate the shows what goes on behind the making a show. So I think when I stepped into the events and party scene, it became my my stage. you know, so that I used it as my uh, my stage to to do my theatrics. you know, so I come from a place of joy, right, right. so when you come from a place of joy. When you enter and when you say hello to people, you're already happy and sharing that joy. So I guess joy is uh, attractive, you know, as, as well as other things that uh, other people are attracted to. Sorrow, or or maybe because uh, in an event setting it's celebratory. So you know um, the birds of the same feather flock together. So you you attract more of uh, joyful people as well.
1: You know, I think that was a something really interesting you said that the nature of events is celebratory and you go in with the feeling of joy. So it's like these two things, these energies attract each other, like they work well together. So the lesson I'm getting from that really is that if you want to, you know, be in a certain field or an arena or you want to do something, you should have the right emotion that corresponds with that, you know, and that's where you're going to be really successful in that.
0: Even before I host uh, an actual event, you know, backstage, I will close my eyes, and then really imagine light coming towards different parts of my body. And when I open my eyes, I am that light, you know? So it's like a little exercise that I've been doing since time immemorial that was taught to me by a life mentor. So, you know, so it's a subtle meditation also, I think. It is. Uh, Yeah. Every time before I go on stage, that's that's my... Even if I'm in a club or at a party, before I even get my script or go on stage... I, you know, so it's like you bring your own spotlight be- even before, even if there's no light. So you just grab your mic and, you know, and uh, host and
1: shine yeah. It's amazing, you know, because you've been actually doing meditation all this while, because that is a meditation technique. I actually do train students and people to do that, which is to imagine the light coming in, and then you're just kind of, you are the light, you're shining the light. And they say, yeah. you know, there's a there's a quote or a saying I like, which is like, be your own sunshine. You know, when skies are gray, you be your own sunshine. And, you know, you can you can conquer
0: anything. So, and wow. Even, and even when skies are gray, I like it too, you know. So, you know, I I find the joy in it as well.
1: Amazing. Amazing. So what would you say to someone who is trying to work on their own confidence, on their own charisma? Like definitely, you know, the the exercise of doing the light or coming with, with joy. But... Being someone who's been in this industry for so long, you know, you've done so many things and you definitely have the confidence and the the belief to get things done. What would you say to someone who wants to cultivate that same kind of, you know, energy or wants to be like that? What would you say to them?
0: I would tell them to live their lives. That's the most important uh, thing uh, to do. Confidence you will gain, but you need to have a really full inner life. So it's what you can share to others when you are talking, when you're in front of them. It's uh, it's uh, the stories that are inside of you, the made up of memories, experiences, and all that. Again, I remember as a kid in my first theater workshop. You know, we were when we were kids, everybody took acting, uh, you know, uh, music or any of those workshops, right? So when they asked me to go on stage. And they said, uh, "Say your name and say something about. Tell us something about yourself." And I went on stage and said, "My name is Timothy Yap." Yeah. And then I froze, and I couldn't say anything. And I looked at everybody. It was like super the most embarrassing moment of my life. But then I learned from there. I went downstairs uh, after I went from the stage. Then I went to the bookstore and I looked for books. Look for ways on how I can uh, improve, you know, to make friends, to be happy. You know, all these, all these, uh, I, I look for all these books. And I told myself, never will I go on stage and not be able to say something about myself. And then I lived, I really lived my life so that when I go on stage, I can say so many things, so much more and share it's amazing
1: because, you know, that's what happens to a lot of people. Their greatest passion or their success story comes from a negative experience. And the goal is to kind of conquer that or to, you know, do it better, to improve. And I, I think that's kind of the way we learn, right? That's how we improve ourselves. We see what we're not doing well, and that becomes a way of exploring ourselves, understanding ourselves, and perhaps uh, finding our life purpose. Yes. So what would you say, Tim, is your life purpose? Like, what do you feel you are here on earth
0: to do? I feel I'm here to spread uh, joy. I feel, I, I I know that I am here to connect people by experiences, you know. So it has been, uh, from every part of my life and career, it's all been uh, directed towards that, whether it be... Uh, my role in media, my role in events, it's always been to connect people, to connect thoughts, to be an, a, a door for people to uh, to open their minds more and experience uh, things. Part of this role is to let people enjoy the journey uh, that we are all on, you know? So because I said earlier that we are all interconnected, so right. I'm just uh, part of the connection, you know?
1: You're part of the same journey that we are all on. Now, before we get to the next question, we're going to be right back after this short break. Hi, guys. Lazada's biggest one-day sale is coming soon. Can't wait to enjoy deals at such low prices and with free shipping vouchers, too. So what are you waiting for? Add to cart now and click on my link, tinyurl.com slash X lazada 1111 to check out on november 11th you can also use voucher code all caps pna 111 laz and you can enjoy pesos 111 off your first lazada purchase with minimum spend of 500 pesos this is exclusive for new lazada customers only purchase via the lazada app and this is valid on november 11th Hashtag Lazada 1111. Hashtag Lazada biggest one day sale. Hashtag Lazada PH. See you there. Now, Tim, there was a Tatler article this August that made quite a splash. I'm going to quote. Okay, I'm gonna read from uh the article it said Tim Yap and Javi Martinez are an emblem of today's modern couple, one that remains optimistic about what it means to live and love in the 21st century. So, what are your thoughts on that? Tell me about you know your your viewpoint on relationships, tell me about love.
0: You know, I I I'm I'm so uh it's kind of funny when you say it's an emblem of uh I, I'm so uh Humbled and honored uh, that 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 the Tatler uh, called us that, but really uh, become uh, like a representative of LGBT. For me, love is love, you know. So it's uh that simple and that complex, you know. So you should be free to choose who you want to love, and loving in relationships it's a it's a commitment. It's well, marriage is a commitment, but love is love is uh, love is love. I, uh, have been lucky. I've been blessed to have a really good, uh, life partner, uh, in Javi. And, uh, it's been one thing that my, li- in my life that has constantly made me better. I think we are brought, uh, to the earth, uh, to meet, uh, people who can make us better and, uh, love and relationships, it, it, uh, it, uh, it's that something that makes you better.
1: Right. Sometimes, though, that the people closest to us are the ones making us better, but sometimes they also force us to look at things that we may not be willing to look at initially. So has that process been easy or has it been, I mean, tell me about that process in becoming better and growing together in this relationship. What has it been like?
0: We, Me and Javi were yin and yang, totally opposite in terms of uh, process, in terms of way of doing things. But uh, I think it's a good balance and it, it makes me appreciate the other side. So there, so it's like, uh, you know, one is water, one is uh, fire. Then you I, I realize that uh, me being fire, that I like water because it calms me also, you know, right. so... You, you, it's a constant uh, learning. You know, there's times when you, well, you want your own space or sometimes you want to kill each other. Uh, that's part of uh, any relationship. And, and uh, at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself through all the frustrations, through all the little things that irritate you and everything go, what am I learning from this situation and how, uh, are we becoming better? How am I becoming better? you know and you let go of the need to be right? Uh, you know vanity, ego, all these things you have to uh, forego sometimes you know because uh, for you to uh, be able to have a good relationship, you need to give. yeah, give and take. it's it's, it's that that's uh, how relationships go.
1: You know, um, you mentioned that you ask yourself, what am I learning from this? Or, you know, what is this doing for me? And I think those two questions are some of the most important questions to ask yourself whenever you're faced with any challenge, because I believe that every challenge is here to teach us something and, um, just asking that question brings out an understanding or an awareness that you may have missed completely because the ego is kind of, you know, trying to find its place in that situation. So is this something you've always practiced? Is it something that you learned more recently in your life? Where did you get this kind of ability to question and try to see the bigger picture?
0: First, you need to be humble to yourself, you know, because uh, you, you, you know that you're not you don't know everything. I always look at it from the eyes of a child. So it's like, uh, it's like you're starting out. It's like you're starting up a new business, a, a new family, you know? So, so uh, it's only by being humble where, where you can learn more. You know, it, the L in learn is lessons and then you earn. Then you, 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 you become, uh, better. You become a better, uh, a better husband, you become a a better son, you become a better brother, you know, uh, by learning from each other. So you have to enter any relationship being like, a, you know, like an empty vessel, you know, ready to be filled up there. So that's how I uh, that's how I did it.
1: I I think I I really appreciate that you said that. I think it's a a very good lesson for people. A lot lot of people get into relationships thinking they need to change the other person or they feel like the need to protect who they are. But I think when we go in with that open mind and we go in saying, well, I'm here to learn and I'm here to learn with my partner, you know, we're in it together. But I think that takes sometimes maturity and it takes, you know, practice of doing that to get to that point. So... What was it like for you that really made this relationship with Javi different from relationships you've been in in the past? Like, how did you know that this was the one that was going to be long-term for you? And, you know, in addition to that question, Tim, do you believe in the idea of soulmates or soul connections? What are your thoughts?
0: I think uh, it was timing because uh, soulmate doesn't necessarily have to be your spouse. It can be your sister. It can be your best friend, right? It's it's somebody uh, a twin soul uh, that uh, that you travel with throughout uh, all throughout. I think um, I am uh, very prayerful. Uh, like I I was I would always pray for a sign. Uh, certain things in my life when I was when I would when I wouldn't have the answer I would pray for a sign. So should I? give me a sign, give me a sign whether this is the one. So I, uh, for Javi at least, I prayed for two signs, you know. I said, okay, uh, I want, within today, I want to see a red rose and I want to hear a Disney tune, you know, Um, because Javi loves Disney. So that day, it just so happened to be the Christmas uh, party of our, uh, the palace group, And so, uh, so I said okay, uh, because I was the judge for the for the for the production number contest. So I go okay, what time is it gonna finish? Because I have a dinner. I have to go to a dinner. Wait, wait, this one more performance, and then the performance started. The curtains opened. Said uh, Walt Disney presents, and then there's the girl with the red rose. Once upon a time, in a far off kingdom, there lived it was Beauty and the Beast, but the red rose was being directed at me. And then the full Beauty and the Beast uh, production numbers. it wasn't a Disney tune, but a Disney suite. You know? <laughs> All given to me that day, you know? Wow. Yeah. So
1: you, so you really believe in signs. And is this something that you constantly look for in your life, as signs to tell you where you're going?
0: Of course, sometimes you doubt. You know, there, are, there will always be doubts. But I feel that... Uh, you know, I feel that my my angels are around me all the time. I, I get it in dreams. I get uh, certain answers to uh to some when I sleep. There are answers that come to my mind about things that I couldn't think fig- have figured out. Somebody's whispering to me. You know, like I, I feel that my angels are actively guarding me and uh, and uh, so there. So I, I I rely on that part of my instinct and in- intuition. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the I get my signs from
1: there. Amazing. So tell me, Tim, what are your thoughts about concepts like gender equality? What are the things that you feel very passionate about in terms of advocacies? I know that, of course, inclusivity and you do stand for the LGBTQ community. But what else are things that you feel very moved to make a statement about?
0: Well, I feel about about gender equality. I feel that you shouldn't, uh, you should. Uh, everybody should have an equal chance at everything. You know, it's like uh, uh, when we were kids, we were always taught that uh, all men are born equal. You know, we are all given the right playground uh, to be able to partake in life. That we can have the the same opportunities as the the the. the, the our, our brother or our sister you know so i apply that basic statement to to our world now that it's it's what it should be you know you cannot not get a job because you're a trans a man or a trans woman you know so just because their choices have been different doesn't mean their opportunities should be
1: I agree. I agree with that. And I, um, I do feel that that basic human right of equality is not something we have been able to see and achieve in our world. So it's amazing to have people who are outspoken about that and who really make that statement. And I've had a lot of people actually on the podcast who are really big advocates of that. So I'm glad to to hear that from you as well,
0: I know, like uh, B.J. Pasqual, you know, I would listen to my friends who are, uh, you know, super advocates, and I know I have a lot to learn. You know, sometimes I don't, I don't, I have so many things that I still don't know. So uh, you know, it's good that we get to talk about it uh, in these podcasts, in uh, other li- live shows, because we all have so much to learn. We are so I don't want to say so behind. But uh, some our lawmakers are doing all that they can, um, but it's still, uh, we're still not there. You know?
1: Right. Right. I agree. And, you know, uh, the first guest on my podcast, Tim, was BJ Pascual. And oh, okay. after that, I had Raho as well. And I can see, you know, these are these are your friends and you do have that similar energy. Um, and I like what I like about you know, connecting with you, Raho, BJ, and some of the other people I've connected with on the show is a lot of you are not necessarily like, this is not your, um, life purpose, you know, like maybe healing or spirituality or, you know, it's not who you are. Um, f- like, it's not the first thing we think of when we look at you, but, Somewhere there is this sense of connection, you know, with the universe, there is a practice of meditation happening. There is the understanding of angels and so on. And I, I believe that when people really start to live their life more in tune with themselves and the universe, then success is going to follow. Relationships are going to follow. Abundance will follow. And you have the ability to think of people outside of you. You know, you have a different, you have the ability to make a difference and to add value to the world. Which is what I appreciate about people um, like you, and that's why I actually look for individuals like you to have on the show, so that I can kind of pick your brain and see how how you're getting this done, how you're doing it, and you know I'm I'm very grateful to be able to have your time.
0: But also because oh thank you for that. But also uh, you know creatives are dreamers. You know they're, they they uh, and they they realize early on in their lives that you know what they set out for themselves. Uh, in their lives, it happens, but it it has to start first with you, you know. So you you put the, the when you put the I am into into it, right? And uh, and you write down your goals, or you see it so clearly that it happens. Then you connect to other people and you learn, and that's the only for me. That's the best way to to, to grow. Is uh, you, you meet people because you learn from everyone, and everything can be a source of inspiration. Right,
1: and you know, you made a really good point, also, Tim, about creatives because people who are creative, they are using their right brain. You know, they're using the the brain that's more connected to the subconscious. I mean, when you are creative, you're tapping into the subconscious. Your dreamers, your visionaries. You know, it's all about using that part of you that is so connected and in tune. So, I think you know, a lot of people are using their left brain. You know, they're logical and analytical and practical. But I think there's a lot of merit, as you pointed out, in um, exercising that creative side. And when you do, I think you see really the magic happen in your life. So yeah. I, I love, I love that you said that. Now, Tim-
0: magic, right? Because uh, that word, magic, luck, all these things—they, it's, it's an invisible force that you have to sort of be ready for and invite into your life, and. Yeah. Uh, you know in magic it's a great uh, it's a great thing to have yeah
1: and magic is you know it's basically another word for manifestation and when you talk about you know your visions and your goals and making this all happen i mean it's a manifestation that's what it is
0: yes yes exactly I mean,
1: yeah. so tim tell me about your thoughts on well-being have you ever had to deal with any challenges with mental well-being what are your thoughts about that
0: I've always been a very optimistic uh, person, you know, so I am the kind of person who will see the silver lining in everything, you know, but uh, because of that, uh, a lot of my friends, I am their go-to person uh, whenever they feel sad or lonely or whenever they feel down, they go to me or I go to them. So I am their their source of positivity. So uh, it was uh, surprising for me when... uh, Javi said that he was going through something, uh, some anxiety over the pandemic because he's used to, uh, and his comfort zone was in uh, staging grand events and seeing big things happen, and now all we're doing are online events, which are still, uh, you know, because the brands will still have to communicate, and we are, it's not like we ran out of jobs, you know, we're, we're quite, uh, we're steadily busy, so it was a surprise in my mind. Was it because I'm so positive that all of a sudden he became, uh, that Havi encountered this this thing that he was feeling? So we had to go through that together because he said, "You, I need you to be to be there for me, to be here for me uh, as I go through this. So it wasn't easy for me because uh, here I am being the go-to person of everyone for positivity and my partner is going through this. But luckily, he worked on it. I have to give it to Javi, the, to, to credit him for this because he worked on it. He did meditation classes with Sarah Daily. He went, to, uh, you know, he he did everything to get out of that blood. And he, he he started eating healthy. He quit smoking. He took out sugar from his diet, threw out iced tea and all that. And I drank it one. I drank one <laughs> now. <laughs> he threw it to me. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so when you are, I realize uh, in terms of well being, uh, when you act on it, first you have to know. So you have to have self awareness. And then when you know, you. you you sort of make a treasure map of where you want to go. So if you are not feeling the best, how can I feel my best? Or should I just embrace my pain today and then work on it? You know, so, uh, so there. So uh, that's my first-hand experience of, uh, of, uh, of well-being aside from me being the, the go-to person of all my friends.
1: So what, would, what advice would you give, Tim, to a lot of people? Because, you know, right now with the situation that's happening globally, everyone's struggling. A lot of people are struggling with it. And um, sometimes people are in the position of watching their loved ones go through that as well. What advice would you give people who want to help those people um, that they love who are dealing with these kind of challenges? What did you learn from your
0: experience? First, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to be okay, you know. So whatever your current state is, you know, embrace it and know where you want to go. Or, you know, it's like embrace nothing, embrace everything. You know, so it's, it's, it's a certain uh, mindfulness of what you're feeling. And, uh, you know, there will be bad days and there will be good days. So, you know, just it's part of the cycle. And so we just have to savor each uh, chapter as we go through it. Uh, I can't say if you're feeling sad that I can say tomorrow will because well, tomorrow might not be better we don't know but so if you're sad now okay that's all right it's okay there's nothing wrong but there's nothing wrong with being sad or or feeling a little blue you know so it's not the end of the world or is it uh, I don't know nobody knows but let's just uh, go with it.
1: Right. So what you're really saying is it's about acceptance. You know, if you're okay, you accept that. And if you're not okay, you accept that too. Whatever it is, it is what it
0: is. Yeah, it is what it is. And then just flow. Flow.
1: And then I guess also what we can see from what Havi did is he really took it as a complete mind-body energy project. You know, like, as you said, he worked on his diet. He worked on exercise. He worked on meditation. So he was doing everything that he could do to put himself in a better state of mind. So I think that that's something that, you know, we can really um, remind ourselves and remind the people that we love that there's, there's, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to approach it. You got to do something about it. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Thank you for being so candid about that. Now, um, Tim, tell me, what is your project loving myself, message or mantra, that kind of like self-love tip that you would share with our listeners?
0: Self-love tip is to be grateful first. Uh, You know, I I always see uh, people uh, uh, telling uh, on social media, they say they have these, uh, uh, what am I grateful for things, you know, like all these things. Uh, Self-love for me is kind of self-explanatory. You know, you, you need to uh, really love yourself uh, how will i explain self love and what is my mm, my tip is to just be good to yourself I think growing up there we've encountered so many um things uh instances people that would tell us uh, otherwise that you can't do this and uh no naysayers negativity uh I think it's always good to you know, really, again, close your eyes and really rid yourself, heal yourself of these, um, of these things and uh, just surround yourself with positive light and this can-do attitude. One of my fa- most favorite words is uh, impossible, right? Because I would put the space between the I am and the possible. Right. Uh, from impossible, it's I'm possible. And actually, right. that's how the tattoo. Because I keep on saying that, you know, yeah. to him. So I like it because I've seen him, uh, you know, become be, become the best, uh, first human being that he can be, based on that, uh, based on that tip.
1: Yeah. You are possible. Everything is possible. Yeah. Tim, thank you. This has been a really insightful episode. You know, I really uh, I went into this episode with you and I said, I don't I'm not sure I understand who Tim Yap is. I want to know, like, what's going on in there. And um, Mm -hmm. I can definitely say at the end of the show that I've really learned a lot about you. And I think I I see and I understand how you've created so much success and how you were able to really shine your light and your joy. Um, onto people. So thank you so much for giving us a look at who you are and you know showing a, a little bit more of yourself to, to all the listeners of the Project Loving Myself podcast. Now, if you don't mind, Tim, sharing your socials, if you would like to uh, leave our listeners with any message and of course how they can reach you, that would be really wonderful.
0: Yes. Yeah, so you can reach me via my Instagram at official Tim Yap. Uh, I respond to uh, you know anything there. You know if I if I see the message, I normally respond. Uh, uh, I also have my, my face my public Facebook is at I am Tim Yak, and everything else is official Tanya from Twitter to Instagram and YouTube is also Tanya. I have a, t- a YouTube that uh, you know when when I do my shows, I, I stream it uh, via YouTube live as well.
1: There yes. I, I actually uh, saw your YouTube uh, live. You did a bunch of videos during the quarantine, um, and they were really interesting. I really enjoyed them. So thank you
0: for sharing that. Thank you, thank you. It's part of my productivity thing. You know, I had to do these shows to to have my to to have like a week, uh, like a weekly marker or three times a week marker to to have a semblance of going to the studio and recording and catching up with friends and, uh, you know, talking about current events and what is relevant and all that, you know, it's, it's like me framing, framing, uh, framing, doing a framework for, for what's happening.
1: Yeah. And, and it's a good like grounding. It's like, you know, whenever you do something that is what you're, uh, or it has some semblance of your old life, it's like grounding. You know what I mean? Like, this is me. This is something I used to do. And I think that reminds us that we're not so disconnected from what life used to be like.
0: Exactly. And also in terms of like, say, TV production, Like, if I have to wait for a network to offer me a show, okay, now I'll do my own show. I'll just do it, you know, so I don't have to wait.
1: Amazing. You know, if that's your life philosophy. I can do anything.
0: Yes, exactly. It's true. Amazing.
1: Amazing. Thank you again, Tim. It was really a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much, Sanaya. And I hope to to see you in person, uh, you know, one of these days.
1: So that was really quite uh, refreshing for me to talk to somebody that I wouldn't normally have associated with well-being or with, uh, you know, meditation. But I think that's what I really learned from this episode. And that's what I wanted to share with all of you, that even if someone doesn't seem like, you know, they might be spiritual or they might be meditating or they might be doing all those traditional things that we associate with well-being, I think you know, living your life the way Tim lives his life—you know, so much in communion with the universe, with the world around him. You know, being aware, connecting with nature. You know, his relationship with his partner, the kind of upbringing he he had. I think all of this contributes to making him the the force that he is today. I definitely think that life can teach us quite a bit and if we pay attention if we learn from our life experiences you know if we constantly ask that question what am I learning from this what am I getting out of this you know what is this supposed to teach me just like Tim you know and even the practice of, of sending light into himself before he goes on stage I think this is the the real understanding of uh, well-being of the universe of living life in harmony and feeling really connected to the world around us. So I love that we got to know Tim on that deeper level and we got to see how he lives his life that has allowed him to create the kind of success that he has experienced and also what keeps him going. So let me know what you thought of this episode connect with me on the Project Loving Myself podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, do tag me at Sanaya Gurnimal on all social media channels. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to hear if you have any questions about our guests, about some of the concepts and topics that I've explored during these episodes. You know, I would love to connect with you. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Project Loving Myself Podcast, where you take the Project Loving Myself journey with me. I leave you now with our thought for the week. To love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance. And that is a quote by Oscar Wilde. It's time for me to go now, but keep in mind that you are loved. This is Sanaya on the Project Loving Myself podcast, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Catch you soon. I love that podcasting is growing very quickly all over the world. There's a whole lot of voices out there, and as a podcaster, I need to know what's going on. The best way to do that is with data. So I use Podmetrics, your one-stop shop for all your podcast data needs. Podmetrics collects data from Anchor, Spotify, Chartable, and Facebook Live. And it shows you the real picture of how your show is doing. And when you know your show, you can grow your show. The best part is it's absolutely free. Sign up now at podmetrics.co. And don't forget to use my referral code, Project Loving Myself. That's one word with capital P, capital L and capital M. Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast.